You're listening to this, or that, on Safety Seconds. While this podcast is intended as an informal, but educational program, all of us at Safety Seconds want to remind you to follow your local, or established safety programs and policies. We also want to use this platform to assist you with optional ideas to aid you in improving or developing safety programs as needed. If you would like to comment on this or any of our other programs, please visit mindinconstantmotion.com and click on the Contact Allen link found at the top of the page. Now, sit back, relax and enjoy the program. Well, the clock is ticking, so let's get this party started. As Asin said in the beginning, you're listening to this or that on Safety Seconds. So this week, I had a tremendous response to the initial launch of the Safety Seconds series that we started on the Mind and Constant Motion platform. On the very first show, it had over 700 downloads, and it was just a small episode talking about the forecast for 2022. And according to the analytics that Anchor and Spotify provided, I learned that it was mostly listened to on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, and out of all the genders that listened, 55%, 55% of the listeners were women, and the remainder were men or unidentified. So that sounds pretty good. The age groups that we reached were between the 28 and 34, and then the old bastards like myself ranging from 55 to 60 plus. So that tells us that the young bucks are listening to see if it was worth a damn and the older ones wanted to see if I was worth a shit when it comes to safety. Now, the reason that this is relevant is because it's showing that what I learned from the failure of the Dragging Up program, that this new platform is working. After I closed out the Dragging Up podcast, various groups and individuals commented that they enjoyed the show and they wanted more. But due to a variety of issues and events, it just wasn't feasible. I mean, it wasn't possible trying to keep up and patch together shows and assemble a program of that magnitude. I loved the show, and I had great co-hosts, and we had excellent guests who took a chance on us in recording with us and getting out there. But one of the problems was the same as it's always been in safety or other important messages. It was not getting out to the groups that it was intended to. Who would have benefited the most? And when I asked why, I got honest answers of, there are other shows out there that are more aligned with my theories, needs, or interests. So trying to find and market and get out to the groups that want to hear it is a big problem. When I asked what they liked the most and what of the Dragon Up series had the most impact, they replied, the relevance to individuals, the out-of-the-box style and format that JR and Betty and I combined, and the completely honest language and humor. Yep, it, it was not safe for work, but the message was clear. Later this week, I'll add to the Mind and Constant Motion website under the Diary of a Bald Man blog what I did different and how it worked. So as you begin your podcast or programs at work, or you prepare to begin your training courses for this year, and things that change you know, now from yesterday's failures will help you keep growing in the future. Right now, we'll talk about this episode of This or That on the PPE edition after this message from Andrew. Did you know that according to the National Safety Council, someone is accidentally injured every second and killed every three minutes by a preventable incident? In the past two years with the pandemic, even more people in the workforce are involved in accidents because of fatigue. 
Currently, only 16 states have break and meal rules, such as California, which requires a 10-minute rest period for each four hours worked and a half-hour meal period after no more than five hours. OSHA has established through the General Duty Clause that employers are required to keep their workplace free of recognized hazards that can cause serious injury or fatalities. However, OSHA has no regulations or requirements that employers are to provide workers with rest periods or meal breaks. Now that we have a new and recognized workplace hazard across all industries caused by staffing problems as a result of the pandemic, what temporary steps or programs are you and your company implementing? Remember, the General Duty Clause requires action once it's recognized. You actually have three options, one is to work with management and your teams on a plan, the other is to work with human resources and workman's comp on taking care of the injured, and the last is working with OSHA and the lawyers on fixing what should never have occurred. So if you didn't notice, Andrew is a voice that is generated from artificial intelligence. And towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to have Grace do a presentation to explain to you why this is beneficial. One of the things that I found out during the pandemic and during training that I was completing for a, very, a whole variety of companies actually on their, their OSHA 10 and their OSHA 30 was how certain changes and certain sounds affected not only training, but the reception of the training. So let's talk about it. Right now, this episode is about PPE. And if you saw the image, you know, when you clicked on this, this or that show gloves and a first aid kit. So in a unique way, this was not a first aid class. This was not, you know, a class on the appropriate types of gloves for a variety of people to wear. It was how to get them to wear it. So when I was working as the safety and HR manager for CNC Millwright in Greenville, Tennessee, I was looking at the number of cut injuries that occurred at two of their client locations. So when I looked at it, you know, there were a few that were above the cuff injuries that went past where a glove would have been, but then there were quite a few lacerations to the thumb and the forefingers. And, and some of this came from where they were setting equipment they were cutting materials or metal. They got involved with tools or other things with sharp edges. And when we went to look at why these were occurring, part of the time it was they were taking off the gloves to have better finger manipulation. Other times it was because the gloves became slick or it didn't have, you know, the right texture to hold on to the materials that they were trying to get into. So the way I went around this in order to teach them was I went over to the dollar store and I bought two boxes of Ziploc bags, just regular sandwich bags, nothing big. Then I bought a variety of Band-Aids, 4x4 gauze, antibiotics, and I think I spent a total of maybe 9 or $10. So the way I emphasize the importance for the PPE is I took these Ziploc bags, and in each one of the bags I put four 4x4s. Four then I put a couple of, uh, I'm going to say fingertip Band-Aids, other things that, you know, had the tape and everything in place, and a couple of things of the antibiotic ointment that came in the individual wrappers. So while I was doing this, the idea was I was going to go out to the guys with the lowest number of injuries while we were out there holding our initial safety meeting, and I handed it to them. And what this effect did was when I handed all these first aid kits out to the guys that had the least amount of injuries, 
the ones that continuously had hand cuts or lacerations or issues with, you know, not having the right PPE on saw this. So while they were waiting to get their bags, I purposefully ran out. What happened next was that they came up and said, hey, Alan, where's ours? You know, we got this. And I said, well, you guys work inside. You have access to the first aid kits. These guys are out there. They're working on the roof. They're working on the facility. Uh, they're working in different areas where they don't have immediate access to it. So they'll have it on them so if something happens. Well, this changed the mindset. The guys that previously had the highest number of injuries saw that they weren't getting the same stuff that the other guys did. But it made sense because we pointed out during the training, first aid kits are located in this area of zone 8, this area of zone 10, this area of zone 12. All, all even numbered areas. And then the fire extinguishers were in the odd numbers. So they had plenty of training. But it still had the mindset that we were giving first aid kits out to the people that didn't need them most. What happened next was over the course of two months, the number of hand injuries reduced with the high-risk group because in their mindset, they were not prepared immediately like the other team was with the ability to you know, cover a cut or get some ointment or get the Band-Aids. In their mind, even though they'd been working in the same facility for quite some time, all the even number zones had first aid kits and stuff like that. They didn't get the preparation or treatment that the other guys did. The downside to it was that they felt that there was a form of, you know, uh, special interest in the other group. But what it did is it changed their mindset because they were not immediately prepared to treat themselves as the outside maintenance guys. They took more time, they took more caution when handling materials on the inside of the building. They actually checked when we give classes, hey, this is the glove to wear with this material or this task. They actually took it to heart. They quit removing their gloves. They come in and say, this is the best set for me. And our hand injuries were reduced. Now, in the span of less than nine minutes, I have provided a training opportunity for you listeners. Imagine if you went to your high-risk groups with similar packages, similar mindset, and said, hey, the ones that don't need it, you have it. The others look at that and they say, we are not prepared. Hey, did you read your GSA? Yes. Do you know what gloves, hard hat, materials, items that you need? Yes. And it puts into their mind, I'd rather be prepared for this that I have a choice over that I can actually handle through this program than not be able to respond to my needs because... I got injured. It's amazing how, you know, the different mindsets are affected by what people see, feel, and hear. You know, it's all tactile. It's all touch. It's all smells. And people respond differently. As with anything else, neither I nor any other safety consultant or practitioner can make any suggestions or assumptions about what is best for your site or location. But by taking little pieces and parts from the things that we bring to you, and from the information you get, you're going to change an entire program. You're going to change an entire mindset. To give you other ideas, Grace is getting ready to come on. Now, when she explains the stuff that she is, you will see while I'm adding tracks from both Andrew and Ashley and others. And hopefully from this podcast of this or that, 
On the future episodes, you'll see how mixing a variety of little things make a bigger impact than any safety manual, safety policy, or safety meeting. Because by adding their input, their reference, what's available, it helps you to plan, prepare, communicate, and engage. This is Alan Wolford. Thank you for listening to this segment of Safety Seconds, This or That. And now, here's Grace. Hello there, my name is Grace, and I want to thank you for listening to our program, This or That, on Safety Seconds. Did you know, if you are providing any form of training, you will improve retention and memory of the program by changing a speaker or presenter every so often. By engaging the class or others in attendance, those listening will hear a change in the pitch, voice frequency, and tone. By adding visual changes with colored or vibrant images, you stimulate the recipient's brain, which keeps them engaged. So when a member of the class aids in the presentation, their auditory and visual focus, which was slowly going into tunnel vision mode, is redirected. One other training technique that our show's host Alan uses includes scent. By changing the odor of the room with Febreze or other smells, the listener notices the difference and actively engages a third sensory level, further stimulating the receiver. However, this requires planning to ensure that no one present has allergies or is negatively affected that would definitely make the class one to remember. A second activity Alan utilizes involves the use of short, oh hell or humorous videos found on YouTube. By selecting a video prior to the next or the initial segment of the class, the student's mindset is rebooted. The video either prepares them without instruction for the next segment or reminds them of the last presentation bringing their mindset into focus. By using a humorous video, you change them from a mindset of oh hell another safety briefing on things I already know, to oh hell, what did we walk into? Again, my name is Grace and now you know. This podcast has been produced by Alan Wofford for entertainment purposes only. This or any other podcast produced by Alan does not constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. This and any other podcast does not reflect the opinions of his employers, clients, family, Beauchamp, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used as a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what the voices in your head tell you to do. Or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wofford and all guests of the show expressly disclaims any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this site.